What's up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 119 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. In this episode, I speak about using 99 designs for the book cover design of my debut novel. I speak about watching Sebastian Maniscalco's latest comedy special, Stay Hungry, which is available on Netflix, and watching Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, which is a prime original series. Lastly, I speak about the Super Bowl and my favorite commercials during it. But first, the word on how you can help support the podcast. For those of you that are new to the podcast, there's a couple ways you can help support. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting platform. Another way you can help support the podcast is by shopping on Amazon. But instead of going to Amazon.com, go to SpunToday.com and click on the affiliate links tab on my website. There you'll see an Amazon banner. Click that and it'll take you to Amazon.com. There you'll do your shopping like you normally do and it will not cost you anything extra. But it will help support the podcast just for driving traffic to their website. All right, so if you listen to this podcast, especially the free writing session episodes where I get a little more into my writing, you know that I am working on wrapping up my debut novel. I told you all that it will be out in Q1 2019, meaning first quarter of 2019, which we're in now. And if I had to give you an estimate or an updated estimate, rather, I would say uh, it's definitely happening. And I would estimate within the next three to four weeks tops. I'm in the uh, formatting phase, which for me means picking out the style of font that I'm using, the size of the font. Baskerville and 11 point, in case you were wondering, uh, formatting the dialogue into block text and justifying all the text, making sure all the indents are on point in the beginning of each paragraph and stuff like that. Pretty much how the words on the page will physically look in the book. So I'm doing that and also um, touching up my acknowledgments and that type of stuff, you know, the very, very tail end of what I need to do for the inside of the book. And while that was going on, I was also working on the cover design. And this is the first time that I'm using a professionally done cover. Uh, working with uh, designers and that's what I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about because I thought it was just uh, such a cool process for my my first book which is uh, non-fiction uh, entitled Make Way For You which you can uh, check out in the episode notes there's links to it and also if you just uh, want to see more of what it's about just visit my website sponsor.com forward slash books uh, for that book, I uh, designed the cover myself, which is nothing fancy. Some like bold block text with the uh, title and subtitle, and has a, a border 
around the cover that kind of makes it look uh, a little bit like a pool t- pool table pockets. Uh, that's pretty much it. It's very very simple, straightforward uh, type of cover. And it was the kind of generic look that I was going for. Now for my debut novel, however, I definitely wanted to go the route or knew I was going to go the route of a professional uh, cover design. Now, being that I uh, focused a lot on self-editing and not trying to, uh, I'm not, I wouldn't say teach myself editing, although it's, uh, it is a little of that, but I don't want to act as if I'm some sort of editor now, uh, cause I'm definitely not. I just, uh, listen to a lot of uh, different podcasts on editing, uh, specific episodes of, uh, the creative pen podcast, uh, reading, editing blogs and posts by the likes of KM Wyland and uh, listening to podcasts that are solely uh, focused on editing, like the StoryGrid podcast and uh, just a wealth of information that's on the StoryGrid website, et cetera, et cetera. So being that I, I knew I was self-editing my debut novel and not uh, spending money on professional editing, I knew that I was going to go from creating my first book where, you know, I wrote it, edited it, and did the cover design 100% myself to kind of sort of graduating to this next phase of uh, writing and editing the book myself, but getting professional cover design done. And then I want to have the personal experience of being able to look back on my writing when I'm on the second and third book in uh, this trilogy and see the difference between uh, professional cover design not and not versus non-professional cover design and then uh, for the second book actually use professional editing and compare that process with this uh, debut novel which I'm not using professional editing for and it's important to me to have that frame of reference, that personal frame of reference, because by, you know, all accounts and purposes, all, you know, writers that I follow and listen to, uh, professional editing is just part of the game. So, and it's a mandatory part of the game. You know, mandatory in quotes, nothing's mandatory, right? But any writer worth their salt uses professional editing. So I know in the trajectory that I'm going in, uh, there's going to be a point in time where I'm going to cross that threshold of uh, into having my books edited. And once I cross it, I'm not coming back. But I definitely do want to have the frame of reference of, all right, this is how the process went without it, and this is how the process goes with it. And be able to compare and contrast uh, myself. Who knows? Maybe it goes well without professional editing, which is not likely. Well, it could happen, right? One can dream. Anyway, the I say all that to say that I did spend on uh, professional cover design. And 99designs offers uh, different packages. The base package for book cover design is $399, $399. And there are uh, several uh, podcast promos that you can use to get a free $99 upgrade to... Uh, the next tier. What you get for that is this process that I'm about to describe to you. 
you pretty much fill out this application, this uh, survey, if you will, with a book blurb of what your book is about. And, you know, it's uh, what's on uh, like the back of a book, for example, like the paragraph or two in the back of a book. You provide the title, obviously, your name, uh, the author name. You uh, provide an author photo. Anything else that you want on the cover. You know, if you wanted to say, for example, uh, I added a novel because that's what novels have on the covers. They say like the words, a novel. Uh, But then you go through a series of questions and it's not like crazy long like daunting or whatever but it's uh like just detailed enough to articulate to the artist that's going to work on your cover uh based on the information that you give uh it gives them like just enough information so it goes through things like the genre you know whether it's uh, uh fiction science fiction fantasy romance which is big, right? Like you get different types of uh, cover designs. If you if you walk through a bookstore, like I did actually as part of like my research for uh, cover designs, um, I went to a uh, Barnes and Noble and uh, took pictures of my section uh, for this book, which would be uh, science fiction, and also you know searched on on Amazon and just to see the the scheme or the branding, if you will, uh, branding is probably not uh, the proper word, but the general styles of the covers of books within my genre. Because although you want your book cover to stand out, it has to be genre specific. You don't want to have a science fiction book with a picture of a guy and a girl on the cover kissing, which you would normally see on a romance novel. You want to stand out just enough, you know, have a dope, cool cover, but within the confines of uh, your specific genre. And by the way, this isn't stuff that I came up with. This is like proof of concept, cover design 101 as, as depicted by best-selling authors. So the genre obviously is important. It asks you uh, like what the target audience is. Like who normally reads the the genre. It asks you like on a sliding scale uh, from like 0 to 100. 100 um, being the most. Or actually it has, it, sh- it literally shows you a bar from like 1 to 100. And there's like 5 or 6 different ones but... With like categories like, do you want a busy uh, cover or a simple cover? And you slide it from like 0 to 100, you know, from simple to busy. Uh, Do you want an antique cover or a modern cover? And, you know, uh, you slide the scale accordingly uh, to what your personal tastes are. Uh, There's also a section for, which was my favorite section because I was collecting different uh images for like months uh before i even started this uh, cover process just like cool shit that i saw and i wanted 
or that resonated with me and I kind of wanted implemented into like my book cover design, whether it was other uh, book covers that I saw that were cool or just like images in general that I found online and I was keeping this folder, uh, which is probably a good idea if you guys uh, want to take that tip and if, if uh, you're ever uh, doing something like this. I found it helpful, especially with the way 99designs works. And um, it has a section where you can upload images to give the uh, artist, the designer, ideas of the type of shit that you're into and that you're looking for for your cover design. And you can tell them things like, include this specific design or this specific image somewhere in the cover or on the spine of the book, like I did with this um, like triangular figure that I find fascinating that is called an 8 Octonian. And I read this uh, physics thing that was a uh, like an excerpt from a science journal about called eight dimensional octonians that physicists physicists were puzzled by, but f- thought or think that it could explain reality and that these Octonians uh, hold clues to solve fundamental mysteries of the universe. Anyway, it was just like like this, you know, mind-blowing, interesting article that I understood like half a percent of. And by half a percent, I mean I could understand the words that were printed in the article, and that's about it. <laughs> but the, I don't know, it resonated with me, and I thought the, like, the image was dope, so that's part of my cover that, uh, uh design for example and just like different elements from my story like the eye of a human being which i've always been uh fascinated with the physical look of an eye and i know it's like a played out uh uh, kind of concept but like if you look at the iris and the the pupil it kind of looks like uh like the mil- like milky way like a galaxy and i play with that theme in my story in a way that intertwines with time travel then there are a lot of steampunk images steampunk is a type of genre where like eyes are depicted uh with uh clocks which are those cool cuz again my story has to do with time travel so have that type of of theme going on so i had a bunch of like those types of images that i submitted and uploaded as part of this survey that you have to fill out right so once you get through like all those questions all those things you know the more details you are you are the better chance you have of getting something back that you actually like and the way it works is once you submit it you start this contest where designers start submitting you book cover designs it's like an open source type of thing if somebody reads your description and they think they can they can do it they think they can deliver um on your request they you know do the work and submit you different uh cover designs and you know being that it's open source you can get like one response or you can get hundreds of responses and again, according to like the site and uh, frequently asked questions by past users and stuff like that that I read through, you know, the more detailed you are, the better your chances are of of 
getting people to want to join into your contest. Also, that that like ninety nine dollar upgrade, free upgrade thing that you get by using like a podcast, um, one of the bunch of uh, podcast uh, sponsor codes that are out there for ninety nine designs uh, gets you like more exposure or something like that to like uh, more like top tier designers or some shit like that. Anyway, so I was lucky enough to when everything was all said and done, I had. 120 something designs now it's not 120 something individual designs it was probably more along the lines of i would say like in the 40s or 50s or 60s in terms of designs and but each time you you get to interact with uh people the designers that are submitting designs and you tell them oh you know i like your where you're going with this um, but you know, change like the font to a different style and show me like two or three different styles and font for the title or, you know, change the color or I like the front cover. I'm not crazy about the back cover. Um, can you try this or, you know, this person that's in standing in the middle, I don't like that, but can you replace that with a building or, you know, like whatever, whatever the fuck you want. And, you know, it's in like an artistic thing. So you get to see people's like different styles and how they play with your, the inputs that you gave them based on like what you're looking for from like your survey and stuff like that. And it's, it's super cool, super creative. Like I really, really enjoyed the process. And the way it works is that uh, you receive submissions and you interact as much as you want with the people. And it's for a specified window. Which I forgot what it was. If it was like five days or 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 ten days for this uh, first window, and in this window, like you don't pay, you don't um, uh, you don't pay yet. So let's say nobody responds or whatever, you just cancel the whole shit, and you know you don't. It's not like you lose your money. Um, but then from all those designs. And the back and forth that you have, you have to pick six different artists to work with. Now, it's artists, not uh, individual cover designs. So if you have one artist that submitted, uh, like I had, for example, you know, artists that submitted not just um, designs and the, the corrections or changes that I wanted to specific designs, they also submitted like completely different other types of designs. You know, like it wasn't just like um, here's one design in a bunch of different colors it was like here's one design in a bunch of different colors but here's like this whole other type of concept also so if i pick that artist to choose at, uh to proceed to the final round then i get that artist and all their designs and i could you know continue to work with them in the next round um once you do pick those six finalists though you get six finalists to pick then at that point you're saying all right the money's going to is guaranteed Whoever wins the contest or whichever cover I go with ultimately uh, gets the money. As you can imagine, the it's you know they're not getting paid if they don't deliver. So you don't have like douchey interactions, or at least I didn't, and it doesn't seem like the type of environment where you would get 
negative interactions from the artist uh, because the leverage is on your side in this uh, type of exchange, right? So they're actually like really friendly and helpful and eager to change and update whatever it is that you're asking for. So ultimately, after that round, you, uh, after working with the top six, you pick the, you have five, was it five? Yeah, it was five days in this window to narrow it down to the contest winner. And then you have an additional 14 days after that. And you don't have to take all this time, obviously. Um, you can do it sooner. Um, but you have 14 days to uh, just finalize things, ask for you know minor changes if you still want them or need them. And the artist uh, supplies you with a bunch of different designs uh well it's one that one design that you choose as the finalist but it's in a bunch of different formats like they give you um a square image uh which is uh for you you to use on instagram for promotion they give you a facebook uh, backdrop they give you an ibook um uh, sized uh cover they give you a kindle sized uh cover uh, they give you the paperback image with the spine sized according to what your, like your page count for your book and your, uh, you know, back cover, you know, for this, this for like the actual paperback uh, of your book or if you're using hardcover, you know, whatever it is. They give you all the different types of designs and they upload them and you have to, you know, review them and pretty much sign off on them. And once you do, uh, you sign a transfer agreement um, where the design and the copyright for the design and complete ownership goes to you. So once you finalize this process, like you own that cover. And that's where I'm at with this. I am in that this uh, final phase, uh, the 14 days, where I have all the images and like different size specs and stuff like that with the exception of my paperback cover because he the designer's uh waiting on me to let him know what my exact page count is which i haven't finalized yet because like i said i'm still uh doing the final formatting of the inside of the book so i just have to finalize that within the next uh, 14 days or so a little bit less now actually um, to make sure that uh, I get everything that I need. And once I do, it'll be finalized. But the process is dope, man. I like it. I definitely recommend it. I had a really good experience uh, this uh, one and only time that I've used it. Um, but it was definitely good enough for me to look forward to using it again in the future for uh, the second book in the series and eventually for the third book in the series because this will be a trilogy so i could eventually uh sell you guys some uh, box sets of all three books but yeah i uh definitely recommend it uh it's called 99 designs the number 99 designs and i will link to it in the episode notes for you guys to check out and it's not just for 
uh, book cover design and if you're starting like your own website or or any type of business really they design they can create a, a logo for you or business cards or or anything or you know t-shirts or whatever whatever and it's professional designers and you can see their previous work and stuff like that and the process works the same way for whatever it is that you're having designed so you get a ton of different input and styles and ideas to play with and i think it's a really cool creative process next up is sebastian maniscalco's latest comedy special Available on Netflix. It's called Stay Hungry. Original air date is January 15th, 2019. And as usual, he did not disappoint. Sebastian is a funny, funny dude. I've seen two of his other specials. And this one, I won't say is my favorite. I think his last one was. Out of the three. Um, I think it's the one that he's wearing like the purple like v-neck merino shirt uh sweater or if not maybe that's the first one i don't know it's the one in the middle between these three and uh but this one's funny as fuck too he filmed it here in new york at radio city which is pretty cool and you get what you expect with sebastian which i like you know what you're getting going in you know the type of comedy it is which i guess is is the case really with any if you're into any type of comedian or like artist really and it's not like a redundant thing it's just like their style it's like if you're into a a certain type of rapper like you know that although the all their songs are different and the lyrics are different explore different levels of creativity they stay within like their pocket of intensity or lyricism and I think it's the same type of thing with with uh, comics. Like, for example, Joey Diaz is not going to do a Seinfeld-type set. Like a clean, clean, observational comedy-type set. And the reverse is also true. Jerry's not going to do or perform a set riddled with drug use and sniffing lines of coke off a stripper's ass or something like that. You know what I mean? I really liked in the set. He has like a lot of comparisons between like the way he grew up, which is like a, a working class type of family, and the way his wife grew up, which is was a more like affluent type of upbringing with a family that came from money, and kind of like the clash of like those two worlds, and how now they have to like bridge that gap and raise uh, their new baby that they have. There's a bunch of, like, funny bits uh, in and around that, like, concept. He speaks a lot about his family and, and his father, as he has in, in previous specials. And, like, for example, his dad was there, and uh, he does, like, a heavy Italian accent for his father when he's, uh, like, talking as his father. And he's, like, that his father was talking about going to see the Statue of Liberty and... And the Freedom Tower, now they're in, they're in New York and stuff like that. And Sebastian's like, yo, I'm doing Radio City tonight. I got shit to do. You know, I got stuff going on. I can't go like sightseeing and shit. And then his father's like, what are you, a big shot now? You can't hang out with your father. 
like stuff like that. They does a lot more funnier than I just did. But I just say that piece to say that it's dope to see then after on uh, Instagram, on Sebastian's Instagram, like he had his father on on stage, like after one of the shows, uh, like with the crowd, the Radio City crowd behind them and their hands up in there. And that was like, like such a cool shot. And he also has uh, photos, uh, similar photos like that with his wife and his kid and it must be like such a cool moment to be able to share a moment like that with uh your loved ones when you're like at the peak of your game and they're there able to like witness it with you and like help you like take it in must be a pretty dope feeling he had this one bit about uh going to the gas station at night and which i thought was a like a touch too long that bit but one of the things he said like resonated with me so much which was you know he's there at the gas station late at night and his wife's on the phone like playing a game or whatever and he's like looking around um he says wondering where the murder is gonna come from <laughs> and uh what he says that resonated with me was that his wife had no idea the scenario that he created in his head about all the different shit that could be happening like there that night that night at the gas station and i do shit like that all the time like overanalyzing shit and you know looking at a person like in an aisle from like the corner of my eye and noticing if there's like a, a group of people and then your imagination just runs away with it and soon you're contemplating like exit strategies and I just thought that was dope. It was pretty funny. Um, What else? What else? It, it was a dope special. I recommend it. You guys should check it out as well as Sebastian's previous comedy specials, which the last one I think is on Showtime and the one before that might be on Netflix. I think that's what it is. Something like that. But at the very least, this one called Stay Hungry is available on Netflix. And I will link to it in the episode notes as usual. Next up is Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, which is a Prime original series, meaning Amazon Prime, which you guys know I love. I love these platforms like Amazon and Netflix and YouTube, like I've said time and time again in the past, putting out original content that rivals the traditional status quo of TV networks and big budget Hollywood movies, etc. I think in general, that type of, uh, quote, disruption creates opportunities and provides more opportunities. Like, for example, Amazon used to have an open... Uh, submission policy for uh, TV show ideas and pilot scripts and movie scripts for this original content that they're currently putting out. And I even submitted a one of my short stories through this uh, free process that they had, which I don't think they have available anymore. Um, but I appreciated the like the accessibility. Um, I submitted this uh, short story 
but I tried formatting it in a like a pilot script. I created a pilot script version of the short story. Um, and it got declined or whatever. Obviously, like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I think, like, a pilot script's supposed to be now, like, 26 pages, and I had, like, 12, and I just, like, submitted it to see what would happen. Delusionally thinking on some level that, you know, the idea would be so dope that they wouldn't care that it wasn't in the proper format or the proper length. (laughs) But it's just dope that these non-traditional platforms are becoming like so established and tom clancy which is a writer and creator of a uh the jack ryan like novel book series or whatever they made a prime original series a tv show based on uh tom clancy's jack ryan character which is even that much more doper for me i don't think that's a word but doper for me to see and motivating for me to see because a definite want of mine is to one day be able to see like on the big screen or on any screen really uh based on the novel by tony ortiz so it's cool to see like this overlap in uh, different shit that i like so they had been seeing this uh prime original show like i saw that it was a thing i saw like commercials for it or whatever and like little ads but i didn't really have an interest in watching it but i thought it was pretty cool that uh jim from the office was jack ryan and you know the whole you know tom clancy's uh, characters being made into prime original series i didn't think it would be like that good or i didn't you know it was kind of like oh that's cool but i didn't I wasn't like planning on watching it and then uh the other day i had to uh, uh do something at my brother's house i had like an hour to kill and nothing to do and i was like you know what fuck it let me put it on and i put it on the tv i saw the first episode and loved it it was really good it reminded me of how i used to feel about homeland like for the first like season or two like up until whenever brody killed himself or was hung rather spoiler alert then after that i like stopped watching but before that point i thought homeland was like such a dope show this show is similar in that it has to do with a cia analyst jack ryan and terrorism and stopping terrorists and you know, going overseas, not just being at uh, in Virginia at Langley behind the desk and, um, you know, doing field work and shit. And it was a dope show. You got, uh, who else was in it? Uh, Bunk from The Wire is in it as well. And a bunch of other actors that I've seen before, at least. And I'm sure you have as well. And it was interesting to see Jim, like, in this, like, serious, like, dramatic role which he knocked out the park and uh, after watching like an episode there i wound up like binging the rest of the nine episodes there's a total of 10 uh within i think like three or four days because i had a couple days off from work after that 
and I just finished watching it in so like a total of three or four days. And that was really good, man. So I absolutely recommend. Again, it's uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, which is a Prime original series available on via streaming on Amazon Prime. And last but not least is the Super Bowl this year. Super Bowl 53, if I'm not mistaken, which everybody's bitching about. And I thought it was a good Super Bowl. It was very, not that I'm some sort of like Super Bowl connoisseur or anything like that, but, and I wanted it to be the Patriots versus the Saints. So I was a little bummed that that didn't happen to see Bruce, uh, Bruce, Breeze and Brady go head to head. But uh, the Pats did make it. I'm the worst Jets fan, right? I'm a Jets fan and I was actually rooting for Brady and the Pats. But you know what? It's because I respect greatness. It's like I'm a Mets fan, but I always like Derek Jeter. It's like just respect greatness. Anyway, um, so it was the Pats versus the Rams. And I think the most interesting, if you want to call it that, storyline uh, to the game was the fact that you had the oldest coach in Bill Belichick being 66 years old versus the youngest coach, which is the coach of the Rams, whose name I do not know. That was 33 years old. And Brady's opportunity to win a sixth ring for the ninth time that, you know, out of nine times going to the Super Bowl, winning six is like bonkers. I think the next record after that is like Joe Montana. I was told who won four rings, and that's from going four times to Super Bowl. Brady's been there nine times, and he won six of them. It's insane. He's definitely the best quarterback ever. But the game, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, was like a non-scoring game. It was like three-zip like in the fucking third quarter or some shit like that. The first quarter ended 0-0. Second quarter ended 3-0. It was insane. It was a heavy defense type of game, which is like its own type of like cool thing, you know? Like it's not all, it's like watching baseball and only wanting to see home runs, but not appreciating like the small ball aspect to it or, or like a, a shutout being pitched and like no offense, you know, the other team's offense not getting off. It's like, where's the appreciation for like the other side of things, you know, like the, the defensive side of things. And I think that's just like what the Super Bowl was. It was heavy defense on both sides. Neither, neither offense, could re- neither offense could really get off. And, but Brady did enough to, uh, clinch the sixth, uh, Super Bowl ring for him and Belichick and team. Gronkowski is probably definitely his last year. If not, it I think it should be like his body just like must be broken. Like he's still great because he's Gronk, but his body must be like completely de- deteriorated. Edelman had a hell of a game. I think he won like the MVP. He had like 140 something uh, reception yards. 
which from like the pace of the game you probably wouldn't have have known because <laughs> it felt like a very slow like nobody scoring type of game but i saw like a highlights and it there was, it was like 12 or like 15 like separate catches of just like straight at brady edelman brady edelman brady edelman it's pretty cool but more important than the actual game the commercials during the super bowl which i personally enjoy probably just as much sometimes even more than the actual game the halftime show you guys can miss me with all that shit i'm not like big on like those like little mini concert fucking shows or whatever but the commercials is where it's at just like the demand for these things and the the price point of these commercials which is what i think like a million million and a half for like a 15 or 30 second spot because so many eyeballs are on the super bowl which this was the lowest watched super bowl since like 2011 2010 or something like that and there were still like a hundred point three million viewers that's like sick over a hundred million people watched the super bowl and it was the lowest watched super bowl in almost a decade um but besides that my so these companies obviously spend a lot of money and they put out like dope commercials or at least try to i thought this this uh, super bowl this year was kind of weak in terms of commercials but there were two that definitely stood out to me three but the third one is more of like an honorable mention two of them that i really liked the first one the number one my favorite one which is actually i saw like this commercial like released early online maybe like a month ago but i didn't think it was going to be like a super bowl commercial but it was i definitely appreciated it more like during the super bowl but it was the walmart commercial which was promoting their like option to like order your groceries online and then just pick it up curbside like at a walmart and you see all the cars from like all the dope movies going to walmart to like pick up the groceries so the batmobile passes by and shoots like a gatling gun and grabs the bag of groceries from the walmart employee that's bringing bringing it out and just keeps driving and goes by you have uh the like truck from jurassic park and there's like a bunch of like little dinosaurs inside of it and the walmart employees like putting the groceries in and like like slams the trunk shut before the dinosaurs like jump jump at her uh you have the dumb and dumber car the like pooch van mobile thing from dumb and dumber uh which is going uh to the walmart you have bumblebee from transformers uh changing into like the punch buggy and like parking at the curbside of walmart you have kit from uh the michael knight show you have absolutely of course the best car ever which is the delorean the flying delorean from back to the future and it was just like a cool uh funny commercial the uh, scooby-doo van yeah the ghostbusters car which is dope and like elmer eating all the groceries and shit it was dope that was my number one favorite commercial second favorite commercial was this commercial for i believe like 
uh, I don't believe it was for an Audi, for an Audi car. And it was like this guy that goes to, you could tell he's like kind of sort of dreaming and he sees his grandfather, but you could tell his grandfather was dead. Like his grandfather had passed away. So he's like surprised to see his grandfather, but his grandfather's like welcoming him to his home, which is like on this like kind of farm. And they go out to the barn, kind of. And the guy's, like, kind of, like, in awe. And he's, like, seeing his grandfather. And things are kind of sort of out of place. Because he's, like, what the hell are we doing, like, in this farm type of thing? Or at least this is, like, his body language, right? In the uh, commercial. And the grandfather's, like, I got something for you. And he takes him out to the barn. And there's a car under, like, a tarp. And then he pulls the tarp off. And it's this really cool new Audi and the guy's like in awe and then he sits in the in the car and he's about to turn it on and then he start he like gets like jerked back he's like in the in the driver's seat and he's like he like jerks back and then he jerks back again and then the camera pans away from that to where he really is in his cubicle at work and this lady behind him is giving him the Heimlich maneuver uh, because he's choking on a cashew. And while he was like choking and passed out. It was that he was like imagining. This whole like dream sequence thing. Uh, with the Audi. And his grandfather. And that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so that commercial was pretty good. And the last like honorable mention. Uh, but those are definitely my top two. But the honorable mention. I would say is a uh, there was like a series of TurboTax commercials. There was like two or three of them that were pretty funny with this like robot that had like a semi-human face on it. The robot was saying things like they want to grow up to be a CPA and the quote father was saying that they she can't be because she's not a real person, and then she says she feels like one, and then he says, sorry, no, you can't be, something like that, and then the robot's like, oh, I'm so sad, ha, 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 and then he's like, yeah, you know, still working on her emotions, and whatever, it's a TurboTax commercial, and I'm not doing it justice, but it's it was an honorable mention, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool and funny. Anyway, folks, that is episode 119 of the Spun Today podcast. Hope you guys learned something with the whole 99designs thing. And I uh, hope you guys check out either the uh, comedy special from Sebastian Maniscalco that I mentioned. That's really funny. Or if you're into like drama, CIA, terrorist type shows uh, with some action, uh, check out Jack Ryan, which is a prime original. And um, yeah, it's pretty much it. Stay tuned for my debut novel, Fractal which is coming soon to a book dealer near you. And yeah, that's pretty much it, folks. Thanks again for listening. This is the Spun Today Podcast, episode 119. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I'm out. People living their lives for you on TV. They say they're better than you, and he'll agree. He says, hold my calls from behind those COVID walls. says, come here, boy, there ain't nothing for Doctor's bill, a lawyer's bill, another cute cheap thrill. You know you love him if you put him in your will, but 
them, try to bust them, try to cuss them. The cops want someone to bust down on Orleans Avenue. Another day, another dollar, another war, another towel went up where the homeless had their homes. So we prayed with many different gods as there are flowers, but we call religion our friend. We're so worried about saving our souls, afraid that God will take his toll, that we forget to begin. Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch? Have no fear, the Midday Monday Boost Letter is here. In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer, a podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes. And I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. You receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind. And a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntrade.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntray.com forward slash questionnaire. And what it is, is five open ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating what inspires you, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now you can choose to remain anonymous. If you choose to, you have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free, whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Sponsor Day podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to sponsorday.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page and there you will see a banner for amazon you literally just click on that and it takes you to amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do it does not cost you anything extra but amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website so that would be a big help it literally costs you nothing extra financially just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your amazon shopping the iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well. If you want to make a one-time uh, PayPal donation, feel free to do so. There's a PayPal donation button on there as well. Within that same tab, you'll also find a link to the Spun Today Viral Style Store. Now, the Viral Style Store is 
a store where you can get spun today merch whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that i personally designed and spoiler alert i'm no i'm no ralph lauren or you know whoever designs gucci stuff <laughs> but i did create the design of those shirts myself i have a couple t-shirts on there one that says for example right need every day which is a playoff of snoop dre and nate dogs smoke weed every day so it's right need every day with like a puff cloud of smoke behind it i have a podcast verse everybody t-shirt and uh just stuff like that so check it out the link to the viral style store is also there you can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis if you become a patreon supporter now patreon is pretty cool and it there's a little um video explanation of what it is and how it works but i'll try to do my best to summarize it here basically you sign on to patreon which is a free service free account and you can support not just myself but any other uh, podcasters or creatives that also have patreon pages and you can choose to for example donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis so the spun today podcast has two uh, episodes a month so if you donate a dollar to it it'll be two dollars a month basically and you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis there are zero fees you can cancel at any time no hassle no bullshit and it's uh it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated and also it's not just like a for example uh a paypal donation which is just that but through patreon it allows the creator in this case being myself to set up a reward system if you will so if you donate a dollar per episode you are considered a tier one supporter if you donate three dollars per episode you are a second tier supporter etc etc and it goes up to four tiers and each tier gets different things like uh, tier one gets a free spun today bookmark and a shout out on the podcast tier three gets uh gets those two things from tier one as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else etc etc so check that out if you will and uh, visit my patreon page at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash spun today Another great, amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it. This costs you absolutely nothing. Whether you listen on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps. Please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends or family and tell them, you know, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, <laughs> it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Spun Today like the facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash spun today subscribe to my youtube page as well all podcast episodes are available on youtube as well as 
clipped versions for example with the random rant episodes you know i speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone which is also available on youtube but you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks so check that out you can also support by checking out my book make way for you tips for getting out of your own way it's a quick short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation and you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books. There you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition, as well as a couple of audio excerpts. If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold. Kindle, iBooks, Kobo, in ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Spun Today listener, I can also send you a free copy right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books drop in your email address at the bottom of the page and i'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice and that's all i got folks thanks again for checking out this episode and as always substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams thanks for listening